Welcome to Poetry Dose, everyone. Today, our guest is Jennifer Franklin. Uh, Jennifer shares with us two poems, one from uh, Sylvia Plath, um, published in 1961, and it's called Tulips. And, I mean... I got really curious um, because uh, of Jennifer's delivery of of both these poems today was was excellent and very touching, and her commentary was short and sweet. So let's talk a little bit about about Jennifer. Jennifer Franklin is, uh, has a BA at Brown and MFA from Columbia. Um, she's the author of two full-length collections, um, Looming, which was put out in 2015 by Elixir Press, and No Small Gift, that's from Four Way Books, put out in 2018. Her poetry has appeared in Blackbird, Boston Review, Connotation Press, Gettysburg Review, Paris Review, Poem a Day on Poets.org and Prairie Schooner. She is a co-editor of Slappering Whole Press. She teaches poetry workshops and seminars at the Hudson Valley Writers Center where she serves as program director. She lives in New York City. And again, I'd just like to say, you know, I get a lot of these recordings in from uh, my my partner, Tina Kane, and I've never heard them before, and a lot of times I don't know the poem, the poets personally. Uh, I've I've never heard of them before, so I just put it on, and I sit back, and I listen, and I gotta say, this particular reading and commentary flows together in such a great way. This was a really um, powerful... uh, set of reads and commentary so that said i'll hand it over to uh jennifer franklin This is Jennifer Franklin reading my poem, My Daughter's Body, from Looming, first published in Boston Review. My Daughter's Body. If you saw her, you would think she was beautiful. Strangers stopped me on the street to say it. If they talk to her, they see That beauty means nothing. Their sight shifts to pigeons on the sidewalk. Their eye contact 
becomes as poor as hers. They slip away with varying degrees of grace. I never know how much to say to explain the heartbreak. As her smile sears me, I hold her hand all the way home from the swings. The florist hands her a dying rose and she holds it gently without ripping the petals like she does to the tulips that stare at us with their insipid faces, pretending that they can hold my sorrow in their outstretched cups because I knew them before I knew grief. They do not understand. They are ruined for me now. I planted 500 bulbs as she grew inside me, her brain already formed by strands of damaged DNA or something else the doctors do not understand. After her bath, she curls up on me for lullabies, the only time that her small body is still. As I sing, I breathe in her shampooed hair and think of the skeletons in the Musée de Préhistoire in Les Azis. The bones of the mother and baby rest in a glass case in the same position we lie in now. They were buried in that unusual pose, child curled up in the crook of the mother's arm. The archaeologists are puzzled by the position. It does not surprise me at all. It would be easy to die this way. Both of us breathing our last breaths with nursery rhymes on our open lips. The promise of peaceful sleep. This is Jennifer Franklin reading Sylvia Plath's poem, Tulips. When I began writing poetry at 15 years old, Tulips was my favorite poem. Tulips by Sylvia Plath. The tulips are too excitable. It is winter here. Look how white everything is. How quiet, how snowed in. I am learning peacefulness, lying by myself quietly as the light 
lies on these white walls, this bed, these hands. I am nobody. I have nothing to do with explosions. I have given my name and my day clothes up to the nurses and my history to the anesthetist and my body to surgeons. They have propped my head between the pillow and the sheet cuff like an eye between two white lids that will not shut. Stupid pupil, it has to take everything in. The nurses pass and pass, they are no trouble. They pass the way gulls pass, inland in their white caps, doing things with their hands, one just the same as another, so it is impossible to tell how many there are. My body is a pebble to them. They tend it as water tends to the pebbles it must run over, smoothing them gently. They bring me numbness in their bright needles. They bring me sleep. Now I have lost myself. I am sick of baggage. My patent leather overnight case, like a black pillbox, my husband and child smiling out of the family photo. Their smiles catch onto my skin. Little smiling hooks. I have let things slip. A 30-year-old cargo boat stubbornly hanging on to my name and address. They have swabbed me clear of my loving associations. Scarred and bare on the green plastic pillowed trolley. I watched my tea set. My bureaus of linen, my books, sink out of sight. And the water went over my head. I am a nun now. I have never been so pure. I didn't want any flowers. I only wanted to lie with my hands turned up and be utterly empty. How free it is. You have no idea how free. The peacefulness is so big it dazes you, and it asks nothing, a name tag, a few trinkets. It is what the dead close on, finally. I imagine them shutting their mouths on it like a communion tablet. The tulips are too red in the first place. They hurt me. Even through the gift paper, I could hear them breathe lightly through their white swaddlings like an awful baby. Their redness talks to my wound. It corresponds. They are subtle. They seem to float, though they weigh me down upsetting me with their sudden tongues and their color, a dozen red lead sinkers round my neck. Nobody watched me before, now I am watched. The tulips turn to me and the window behind me, where once a day the light slowly widens and slowly thins. And I see myself flat, ridiculous, a cut paper shadow between the eye of the sun and the eyes of the tulips, and I have no face. I have wanted to efface myself. The vivid tulips eat my oxygen. 
Before they came, the air was calm enough, coming and going breath by breath without any fuss. Then the tulips filled it up like a loud noise. Now the air snags and eddies round them the way a river snags and eddies round a sunken rust-red engine. They concentrate my attention. That was happy playing and resting without committing itself. The walls also seem to be warming themselves. The tulips should be behind bars like dangerous animals. They are opening like the mouth of some great African cat. And I am aware of my heart. It opens and closes its bowl of red blooms out of sheer love of me. The water I taste is warm and salt like the sea and comes from a country far away as health. Superficially, both of these poems have tulips as their central image. But more importantly, both poems deal with the way the speaker feels alienated and isolated by her illness and by the illnesses of the people she loves. The poem is from my first book, Looming. My new book, No Small Gift, will be out September 4th of 2018. There you go, everybody. Jennifer Franklin. If you want to learn more about her, you can go to jenniferfranklinpoet.com. Today, you heard music from Dire Straits and a bunch of other folks. If you want to know who those other folks are and why I can just not give them credit, for uh, their songs ask me why at poetrydose at gmail.com I'll tell you why or any other, other any other questions that you have about poetry about how we make the podcast about who makes the podcast about why Atticus barely knows anything about poetry and had no idea who uh, Sylvia Plath was why is this guy on a poetry podcast? You can find all that out by simply dropping us a line at poetrydose at gmail.com. All right, that's enough. Everybody, walk on. Have a great life. Uh, see you next time. <laughs>